0: Welcome back. If you've got this far, I guess you know this is Alan Johnson, that NLP bloke, with stuff and uncommon sense. Some stuff I've learned about how to be a human, wrapped around things like NLP, Neuro Programming. Episode 6, Believing is Seeing. How it's important to understand that as meaning making beings, how the beliefs that we hold create our reality. So in this episode, we're going to look at beliefs. What are they? How are they created? How can they be helpful or unhelpful? Because humans have to make sense of the world, we're always making meaning. And the title of this podcast is Believing is Seeing. Not Seeing is Believing. And I just want to take you through a few of the ideas that make me believe that. Because unless you can see something, it's almost like it doesn't exist so therefore you don't believe it's there. People will say things like oh I don't believe in that NLP, I don't believe in Covid as it currently we're in a pandemic as in 2020 recording this and absolutely true for them that they don't believe in it. If you believe in a religious figurehead, if you believe in a god, it's absolutely true for you and if you don't believe in a god that's absolutely true for you too. So beliefs are actually our truths. They're what we hold to be true at this very minute. Now that might change over our lifetime but at this very minute that's what we hold to be true. They're the things that give us permission and prohibit us from doing things. So if I have a belief that I shouldn't steal when I go shopping and I think, oh I fancy that, I don't grab it put it in my bag and run away. Because I've got a belief about upholding the law, respecting other people's property. But if I was someone who thought, well, they're insured, why are you worried? I'd rather take that than you have it. And if I believed it was acceptable and okay to steal, I would steal. So people who've got a different mindset to us and a different set of beliefs are allowed to, by those beliefs, do different things to us, and also are not allowed for themselves to do things because of their beliefs. So believing is seeing. Seeing isn't believing, and everyone's belief is unique. We form our beliefs through experience, through learning from others, and we can get into a trap of thinking that our beliefs are the only way. Now, you are right, you're always right, but you're only right for you, and when you meet other people, their beliefs will be equally as strong as your beliefs. And a lot of the trick of this is to be accepting that not everyone's going to believe the same stuff as you. Don't fall into that, what we call a truth trap, where you believe your truth is the only truth and more powerful than anyone else's truth. Because the difference between a delusion, a belief, and a truth is simply the number of people that believe it. So we might say somebody's deluded because they think the earth's going to end today. The world's going to end tonight and then tomorrow, when we're all still standing, they'll say, I didn't mean tonight, I meant tomorrow night. Because our beliefs are in a loop and they're self-sustaining. So somebody who's deluded, we might say, or oh, a couple of people who believe that. And then most people will have a shared belief, possibly, that it's good to be kind. But some people don't believe that. Or we might have a belief in a faith, or we might have a belief in a set of rules, a system. And that's kind of... We'll accept that as a bunch of people with the same belief. And then we have what we would call a fact. So, for instance, the sun will rise tomorrow. But the guy who believes the world's going to end tonight doesn't believe the sun is going to rise tomorrow, despite 99.999% of other people believing it to be true, and in time we will find out that we were probably right. However, you're not going to convince the guy who thinks the world's going to end tonight that the sun will rise tomorrow. So the number of people that believe something will determine how we see it as fact or not fact. But, just have a think. Are there any beliefs that you've got that you don't believe? Well, of course not, because then you wouldn't call them a belief. So you believe the things to be true, and if I disagree with you, I believe them to be untrue. So we only believe the lies that we think are true, and we only doubt the things that we think are lies, And it's not as simple as just being opinion, but not everyone's going to agree with you. So learning that, and learning then, it's pointless to argue with beliefs. People will kill and or die for their beliefs. If you watch the news, or watch things coming across from other countries, or even in our country, you'll see people dying for their beliefs, and killing others for their beliefs. So when we argue with somebody's strongly held belief, they're not really going to back down and change their mind. Arguing with beliefs is totally pointless. Yet, I still do it, and we'll probably all still do it. Because when you argue with someone's belief, even if in the middle of the argument they think you've got a point, what happens is they'll probably hold on to that argument even stronger. They'll hold on to the belief even tighter because you're challenging it. Have a think. Have you ever, in a stand-up argument with someone, suddenly gone, oh oh right, yes, sorry, I've been wrong for 40 or 50 years, and because you've told me in such an aggressive way, I now believe what you've said. Thank you you for putting me right, I'll back down. We tend not to. We might go back and reflect. We might reflect and come back later and say, yes, actually, maybe I was incorrect there. We can update our beliefs all the time. Have you ever trusted somebody? Thought you could trust them, and then something happened, and then you believe, oh, now I can't trust them. So we can change our beliefs easily, quickly and readily. The beliefs we held as a child are probably not the beliefs that we hold now, in lots of cases. So arguing with people and their beliefs is pointless. Because if you argue with somebody and put them right on something, as you think, what's going to happen with the connection with that person? If you point out that somebody's wrong, are they going to thank you for it? If you argue with somebody, are they going to change their mind? Unlikely in the moment at least. So when we disagree with somebody and we're pointing out that they're wrong, in our opinion, the main thing that happens is we lose rapport and we both hang on tighter to our beliefs. So if somebody, especially somebody in authority, so if you're at work and somebody who's above you, senior to you, and you have a disagreement, or somebody you just don't want to have an argument, it depends on your outcome. If your argument is to kick their ass, and have an argument and emote and just lay it out, that's different. But if you wanna stay in rapport with somebody, cause you might have to do business with them later on, or you're friendly with them later on, and somebody says something you totally disagree with, rather than getting into an argument or a fight, simplest thing to do is just smile and say, that's right. Because when you say that's right, the argument stops, and the person is confused, and it changes things. And when you say that's right, you're not saying you're right, you're not saying I agree with you, you're just saying, effectively, that's right, you think that's true. Other things you could say would be things like, okay, that's good to know, or just okay. So when um, my wife works with children, sometimes when they're being bullied verbally and they're calling them names, one of the strategies to teach children is when the other child calls them a name is to smile, congruently meaning it, and just say, thank you. Because what can the child do with that? So as a grown-up, you could say that too. Thank you. The person's giving you feedback. They're giving you a belief in the form of a feedback. And if you don't want to argue with it, if you want to just move away from it and avoid the drama, just say, that's right, thank you, or okay. So, when people have these strongly held beliefs, we all have beliefs. We have to have beliefs. We might need to decide whether these these beliefs are helpful or unhelpful. Because it's like hypnosis, we are telling ourselves a story about ourselves so strongly and so powerfully that it becomes true. So, somebody called Gil Edwards wrote in a book called Living Magically, ''Beliefs are a form of self-hypnosis. They are the guiding fictions which we repeat to ourselves so often and with such conviction that we forget that they're simply themes in a script that we've written for ourselves and we act as if they are true. So we have beliefs and we can hang on to them. Beliefs can be about three things. They can be about causation. So the sun the sun is out and that makes me happy. Is it? And it's not necessarily true, is it? Because the, the assumption is when the sun comes out everybody's happy, but what happens if you've got hair fever? What happens if you've got really sensitive skin? What happens if you don't like direct sunlight? It doesn't mean for everybody that the sun makes you happy, yet we'll assume that others might have that same view. It's about meaning. Saying, I can't do that because I'm not clever enough or I don't have the money, that means that. And it's also about identity. I'm rubbish at that, I'm not very good at that. Any of those things that we say to ourselves will become true, because all of our beliefs are self-fulfilling prophecies. Everything we say as a belief, ask yourself, is it helpful to hold this belief? Or is it unhelpful? And if it's helpful, keep it. And if it's unhelpful, think about what could you believe instead? Because whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, that's right. If you say good things to yourself about yourself and the world, it's much more likely to happen. If you say bad things, that's much more likely to happen. Being able to define these beliefs and change them is a skill that we can learn within NLP. So the three main headlines on beliefs that are unhelpful. Beliefs around hopelessness. Well, what's the point? Nothing good ever happens to me. What's the point of voting? Because the government always gets in and it causes a, an apathy and a scepticism about anything and it's disempowering. Oh, we've got helplessness. Well, I can't do it. I don't have the skills. Oh, you better do it for me because I'm not very good. I'm not very clever. And these beliefs will continue to be true as long as we believe them. And the last one is worthlessness. And as a therapist, this is the one that I find the most in the people that I see. So I don't deserve it. It's a deservedness thing. Things like the imposter syndrome. Things like people who just don't think they deserve to be happy and somehow they need to be punished because of something they did 20 years ago. So all of these beliefs will form within us and shape what we'll let in. Remember the basic NLP podcast we did where we'll Google in the stuff that we already believe to be true, rerun other examples of that from the past to make it even more true and re-embed, if it's an unhelpful belief, something that's negative and unhelpful. And it's almost like there's more evidence just to prove how rubbish I am. But that's only because of the Google that we're setting up. We're looking for the problem and we're gonna find more and more of the problem. Beliefs are our truths. So if other people are saying things about us, they can only have an effect if at one level we think they might be true. So for instance, if you said to me, Alan you've got two heads and four arms, I would just think you're ridiculous because I know there's evidence, absolute evidence, to prove that's not true, so I'll just ignore you. But if you say, Alan you're a lazy git, possibly as part of me might believe that because it might have been something that was true in my life. Now I'm not lazy, I'm just efficient. Those of you who know me will know that I am very good at getting the best out of small amounts of effort. But I'm not lazy. But a part of me as a child might have believed that and I would have got upset about it. So people can only hurt you with beliefs if you at some level allow them to be true about you. So working on knowing who you are and what you're about can be really powerful. And because beliefs are just made up, they're just meaning that you've made about something, choose positive meanings. Who are you that's positive? What are you good at? What could you give yourself credit for and believe that? Your identity and what you believe about yourself and what's possible for you. Just change it. You don't have to go to India and sit on a mountain for six months to find out what that is. You could just decide today, right now, I believe that I'm good, and I believe that I'm happy, I believe I deserve stuff. So instead of helplessness, hopelessness, and worthlessness, we're going to look at beliefs around it's possible, and worth it, I'm capable, and I deserve it. Now it sounds easy and simple the way I'm describing it there. And actually, if you're given the right guidance, I think it is. I think you can change your beliefs in a split second if you want to. Something in your life made those beliefs happen. You weren't born with those beliefs. You weren't born doubting yourself or thinking you were rubbish or whatever it might be. You've learned that at some point in your life, and in my experience we've often learned these things before the age of seven, and they've got stuck in our unconscious. So even though the adult version of us doesn't necessarily believe it, our unconscious young child part of us still runs that program. So I worked with somebody years ago uh, as a demo in one of my training groups um, and the identity was I believe I'm lazy and this woman was in her uh, 50s I believe, she had 3 jobs, she volunteered, she had a big family and she just didn't stop. So in the real world there was actually no real evidence for the fact that she was lazy but because a teacher and parents when she was very very young all those years ago embedded it before she had logical thought, to, to real logical thought to say, I don't believe you. And even though the real world evidence on the outside told her that she wasn't lazy, the belief still came through. You might have had this with people who think they're not very attractive, despite there being fantastic evidence on the outside and the way that they are as a person that they are. So they might say that I'm horrible and ugly and nobody loves me, And you could say, well, I do, and I think you're um, pretty, and I think you're a very nice person with a lovely personality. And they will distort that back and say, well, you're only saying that because you're my parent or because you're being nice to me. Because our beliefs are self-fulfilling prophecies, we will make sure that we are unhappy if we think we should be unhappy. We'll make sure that we don't believe compliments if we think we're horrible and, and unattractive. So whatever we believe to be true at that moment will become more and more true because we won't let evidence in to prove it not true. Internal belief is much more strong than external evidence. When you think you're arguing with somebody because they're wrong and you give them 10 pieces of evidence to prove that you're right and they pick up on half a piece of that evidence that kind of backs up their belief and hang on to that and shout that back at you. So people will find any way they can to hang on to the belief. Part of this is because to change their beliefs will mean that they're wrong. And we don't like being wrong. We like to make evidence to prove that we are right. We wake up on a morning, nobody, t- nobody wakes up on the morning thinking, how many times can I prove my beliefs wrong today? We tend to wake up on a morning, not even thinking about it, but going out looking for more and more evidence to prove that we're true. So they are becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. You might have seen couples who are together and one of them thinks the other one is out of the league a little bit or they might have been cheated on by every other person they've been with. So of course, everybody cheats on me is a belief. They're definitely going to leave me. They're definitely going to leave me. I know it's true. It's going to happen. This person's going to cheat on me. I can't trust them. Now if I believe that, my behaviour is going to be suspicious I might be watching what they're doing, I might put a tracker on their car, I might be stalking them, I might be accusing them, all the time. There used to be a programme here in the UK, Jeremy Kyle, most of you listening will know the programme. And they used to get jealous partners on who wanted to put their partner on a lie detector test to prove they'd been up to no good. And when the detector showed that they absolutely hadn't done any of that sort, the apologies were there but how long will that lie detector be evidence? As soon as that partner's out of their sight, they will believe they're up to no good again because the problem's inside of them and their beliefs, not in their partner's behavior. And year after year, this person is being absolutely okay and faithful, but because of the harassment the person is being being getting, because of the badly behaved partner they've got, at some point, they go, right, I've had enough of this, I'm off. And at that point, The person who was suspicious will say, there you go, I was right, they were going to leave me. So we'd rather sometimes be correct about our beliefs than change them and help ourselves. There's a story about one of the co-creators of NLP, Richard Bandler, and this is way back in the early 70s when they were allowed to do such things. They would go into um, mental health hospitals in the US and test out some of the theories that they were learning about NLP. Now the ethics of this these days would be seen as horrendous, but at the time uh, it was allowed. So the story goes that the guy that the, Richard Bandler was working with over a period of time believed he was dead. He had a delusion, mental health delusion that he was dead. And so Bandler paced and led it and then asked him a question, do dead people bleed? And he said of course dead people don't bleed. So he got his permission to get a syringe or get somebody to take a syringe full of blood from him and they took the blood from him and showed him there you go and the guy said fuck me dead people can bleed so beliefs are essentially deletions distortions and generalizations about the world based on very little or no evidence we will say I believe all men are this, all women are this, all people from there are this, and we will go out to prove ourselves correct. I think the world has become much more polarised when it comes to beliefs. I think the press and social media and propaganda from governments has made us right-wrong, good-bad, polarity responses, black-and-white thinking rather than being able to be grey or rainbow in the middle. If you completely disagree with my beliefs, absolutely fine, you're okay, I'm okay. You do not have to agree with me for me to get on with you. And that is something I think we're losing sight of. People get inflamed on social media if people have got a different opinion. And we have, I believe, lost a lot of tolerance and acceptance of difference. So for me, a belief that I hold, and of course it's only a belief, so you don't have to believe everything I say, is to learn to be more accepting of difference, to be more tolerant. Not everyone thinks the way I think, not everyone feels what I feel, and not everyone has the beliefs that I have. And as long as you're not hurting yourself or other people, you can believe, for me, you can believe whatever you want to believe, and it doesn't necessarily mean we can't be friends. Hey, I believe in a certain football team, and some of my best friends believe in another one and we're okay. It doesn't matter to me what you believe. Even if you're wrong, and you're choosing the wrong football team, you can still be my friend. So, beliefs, powerful, strong things. They let us or stop us do things. They are our truths, and we have to make meaning. We are meaning-making machines. We have to make sense of the world by making meaning. But think, do all my beliefs serve me? Is there a belief I've got that isn't helpful, is there a belief I could change just so that I feel better? Humans, what are we like? One good thing to think about is just not to take ourselves so seriously and know that just because something is a really powerful belief for us it might not be for others. I believe in NLP and other things where we look at human potential and we can help people to get the best out of themselves and others. If you'd like to learn more get in touch with me please like favorite and share these podcasts far and wide we are getting a lot more people listening to them i'm getting lots of good feedback from across the world see you next time